Newcastle come streaming forward now in surely what will be their last attack. A good ball by Dixon, finding Smith. But Thomas charging through the midfield. Thomas, it's up for grabs now. Thomas, right at the end. Hello, you're listening to the Steve Ward Collective, an Arsenal podcast. Uh, Good evening to one and all. Thank you for listening once again. I have um, three very special guests this evening. Well, I've got two special guests and one other person who doesn't bother to listen to us. But firstly, I'd like to welcome back... <laughs> firstly, I'd, li- I'd like to welcome back... Uh... Actually, well, I won't go into the DMs that we had the other day, but I'd like to welcome back Mr. Christopher Russell Evans, otherwise known as... Funky Chris. Good evening, My name Chris. is Chris and I am Funky. Excellent. Uh, secondly, the man who never listens to podcasts, doesn't listen to this one. While we have him on, I've no idea. All I have to say is, <coughs> seven out of eight, Ramsey, you're going to get so battered at the end of the season. Good evening, Warren. Bring it. <laughs> listen to the podcast. Finally, uh, it's a real pleasure to have this man on who's been a follower of ours for quite a while. Has a very unusual picture on um, on Skype, I must admit. I can't believe those shorts look so long. Was that 18? Oh, no, they're awful, mate. That's a, I've got to change that. I've got to change that. <laughs> I want to see this picture. I want to see this bit. I can't see it. Was it 1840 that picture was taken, Neil? Uh, probably just before that, mate. You're about a couple of years out. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> actually, to be quite honest, I think that would be... That, that would be... That would, that would be... Um, how, how can I put it? All I can hear is... Da, 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 da. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> good evening, good evening, Neil. Welcome along. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I'm good. Good, good for feel. for the listeners who've never heard you on our podcast before. Do you want to just give your um, uh, your Twitter account a shout out so they know yeah, who you are? It's, it's at Neil Payne, all one word, mate. N e i l p a y n e. And uh, why did you want to come on uh, to talk to the Steve Ball Collective? Have you got a brain cell or several brain cells missing? Just got the one tonight, since hopefully that'll be enough to make some sort of contribution, mate. So that, that sounds like that sounds like more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> Just on my word on the last ten year, I agree. <laughs> oh, thank Christ, this isn't the Spuds podcast because we get through this very quickly. Um, <laughs> gents, um, good evening to you all. Since we've last actually um, got together. We've had a few games. We've had um, Stoke, minus the um, the Orc Pulis, which has been interesting. Can anybody remember the Stoke game? Because it's been a while since we had a chat. I can remember it, I think. Um, yeah. Do you know what? It, this, is, this has been a really uh, um, all-round. It's been a funny start to the season, isn't it, really? Because... Um, the games, the, I, I wouldn't say that we're. It, it, I wouldn't say Arsenal, and it's probably true of a lot of other teams as well. I wouldn't say that we're necessarily playing, um, you know, all that much as a great sort of team, um, technical standard just at the moment. Um, but I think we're getting by on the fact that we're looking a solid unit. Um, I think Flamini has been crucial to that. And obviously, you know, Ramsey has been in extraordinary form in terms of goal scoring. Um, so then that's been able to come for the fact that we're obviously short up front, particularly after Dulce got injured. So 
I think it's been quite almost, you know, when people took that terrible, boring old fucking phrase about, oh, champions, they win games when they're not playing, you know, brilliantly. Oh, we, we seem to have gone straight bad. to that mode, which usually comes in the middle of the season. <laughs> <laughs> we seem to have gone straight to, you know, just get, because you know, I don't, well, I mean, you guys might think differently. I, I, I'm not, I don't, this is not, actually, this is not a criticism, but you're not coming out going, weren't that fucking blonde. You know, but we are just um, quite happy, quite pleasingly, just getting the results. Um, in a, in a, just through sort of a sort of a compact team ethic, more than technical sort of high sort of technical standard. You know, look at Stoke for example. It was Özil's um, delivery from from set pieces, wasn't it? That yeah. won us that game, which was bizarre in Stoke, but you know. Well, we um, we scored from three set pieces, which we've we've not done for apparently. Yeah. Uh, if the stats bear me right out on this, we haven't done that for a season and a half. I've not been over impressed with some of the performances, but I think what's happened if you you take that Villa game out on the opening day, where you know, in, in fairness, I think there was so much negativity around the place because of what had not what had not had happened in the summer. And if that game, you know, would have come in, I don't know, October, November, I think, you know, I, sometimes you, you get games like that. Everything that could go yeah. wrong did go wrong in that day. Yeah. What I would say is in terms of their sort of, certainly their away performances, um, I think really they've just they've just sort of carried on how they finished the back end of last season where, in fact, they've probably been a little bit more impressive. I think some of them results away from home back in the last season where they were nicking, nicking results about playing yeah. well. I'd, I'd probably say they've been a bit better. Yeah. But I... I I tend to agree. I don't think. I think the, the performances are encouraging, and the main thing is they're, they're getting the results. But those fixtures they've started with, minus minus our nearest and dearest up the road, yeah. all games you'd expect them to be winning. That's the way. I, that's the way I see it. Neil, sorry, our nearest and dearest. That's a brilliant yeah. phrase. <laughs> it went nearest, nearest and cuntest. Yeah, yeah. I want to say I'll leave that one to you, mate. <laughs> I just made I just made up a word there. Yeah. Four minutes in, and I've made up a new offensive word for Spurs. There you go. Okay, well we'll put that. We'll make sure that goes into the Oxford um, yeah. dictionary for next season. Yeah. Chris, how do you next, feel about next to twerk? Yeah, next to twerk. Chris, how do you feel about it, mate? Uh, well, the Stoke game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I have to say, give credit to, to Stoke. They didn't. I mean, I thought it was. I, I predicted a one-all draw. I, I thought they'd turn up and have no interest in playing football uh, but they did turn up uh, and they did try and play football um, once again it was good that you had that uh, Ramsey brace that double Ramsey brace which was great, uh, great for my fantasy football team as well um, but once again I think a 3-0 would have been you know a hell of a lot better than the 3-1 I was just really disappointed when we conceded the goal you know, and uh, there seems to be trending to the sort of, I think people are starting to to pinpoint, I hate to say this, I know, because it's probably going to set Warwick off, but the people are starting to pinpoint um, Murtisaka over the top. They do that sort of thing where they know he can't turn quickly. And both the goals that we... Chris! I know, I know. I'm Chris, just... that is... Ru- Sorry, that is rubbish. <laughs> that is rubbish. <laughs> that is total rubbish. Everyone... In fact, if anything, right now, lots of people are saying there's no better centre-back in the country. And yet you seem to have this fucking persistent issue with him. 
which I just don't, I honestly just don't understand. Can we uh, can we come to um, come to him on the um, on the Swansea game if that's all right? Cause I, 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 I have I have something to say on that. <laughs> Are we asking me? No, I'm just saying. Can we come to that main point with all the uh, without you and Warwick going into a full scale argument for about an hour? <laughs> um, but but yeah, but back to the original point um, is it was good, but I just I just want to see us get clean sheets instead of three ones and. Two ones and stuff, and you know, even against the Swansea game, um, we conceded that last goal over the top, over the top of uh, Mertesacker's head. Okay, well, yeah. I'm going to throw something out to, to through you boys. I mean, I was I was talking with um, uh, the Highbury boys up at the the Gunners Pub about this after after the Stoke game, and uh, one of the comments, particularly from um, Arscrack, uh and also from John, uh, John, if you're listening, I hope you will. Um, he basically, they basically just said this has a real smattering of George Graham about this team for some reason. Would uh, anybody agree with that this year? Yes, 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 it does. I'm not sure. I mean, in what regard? In what the way they'll they'll grind out, potentially grind out the goals over the over the, or are we thinking a little bit more than that? I mean, I don't think there was anyone probably the quality of someone like Ozil that George Graham ever read. I mean. I, I, where, where do we think we're going with that in terms of the comparison? Well, I think... No, I think I, oh, no, sorry. Go, go ahead, Warwick. Yeah, I, I think... No, I can see what they're, I can see what they're saying. What you got to remember is... Um, I mean, you, you're not talking about players in isolation when you're saying so-and-so is like so-and-so, you know, like that, even though, yeah. like, Mertesacker clearly is from that sort of bold Adams type of, um, of, 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 of centre-back. Um so actually, defensively, I can kind of, I can see where they're, they're coming with that. I think also the fact that um, if you look at the sort of midfield um, makeup, if you're talking about when we had like Smudger up front, the, you know we got there was quite a lot of players who chipped in with goals from midfield. So I can kind of see where they're coming from with that. Um, uh, yeah, I I can I can see that. And plus also also <clears throat> where you've got. Uh, if you when you're playing with like Giroud up front, you could read uh, you know smudge into that. If you look at that George Graham team, that um, you know smudge up front. Uh, so I actually can kind of you know I can see why it has that look about it. And I, in, in a way, that kind of encapsulates a little bit what I was saying about um, these matches at the beginning of this season. You know, I think you know when people talk, know people do this way too much. But when people go on about um, oh, the fucking media, they're not talking about Arsenal, blah, 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 and all that. They're not talking about Arsenal in the way that they didn't talk about George Graham's teams and they were winning. You know, because at the moment, what we are doing is, I think, we're just really efficiently, you know, machine-like, getting the results through, you know, a lot of it is to do with the fact that we're just looking hard to break down and I think there is a lot of George Graham about that, so I can I can definitely see that comment, which was kind of the comment that I was making. Bearing in mind that that will change once we've got a lot of these injuries sorted out, because this is a team playing that is severely hit by injuries as well. It has been from the first game. Okay, uh, yeah. Chris. I mean, um, coming on the back of that, how would that, how do you feel about that? I mean, I, I, I know you're a bit younger than um, myself. But um, do you see the um, uh, the reasoning why uh, behind that comment? 
Uh, well, I mean, I, I grew up uh, on the George Graham era, so it's when I first started getting into football. So, I mean, like some of these younger people on uh, on Twitter, I mean, they're fanatical, like in the fact that, you know, they they watch not only Arsenal, but they watch every other Italian <coughs> that sort of thing. Um, what do you mean, Barcelona? I find it difficult to compare the two. I see what Warwick is talking about is in, in, in the fact that we're hard to break down. And I think Flamini's had a lot to do with that now because he just, you know, he just never stops. He's exactly the sort of player that we needed to help our defence. Um, but no, I can't see much comparison, though. No. no. What about you, Neil? <laughs> I was going to say, I think I think Warwick did make some good points, and in fairness, I mean, I, I, like over the last five six years, when you know we, we've sort of blown out in, in, in whether it be challenging for for trophies consistently. I mean, a lot of that I've always said we've been very easy to get at in yeah. terms of yeah, you know, very easy to you know, everyone points a finger at the back four, and, and in fairness, you know, at times, but I think it's more around defending as a unit. It's just totally went out the window completely I think probably from the day Patrick Vieira left when uh, let run out of the club yeah. you know suddenly bloody good point you know, Neil. we were very easy to get at you know because yeah. he went down a different route that's you know no yeah uh, do you know that is that is 100% 100% right you look at the Arsenal teams before for a long time now since Vieira went definitely for a long time now you, you've looked at Arsenal you just sort of fall Imagine having to be the defence, having to play <clears throat> behind a midfield, which has has had some really good players, but are you know let's be honest, a bunch of fannies. Yeah, and, exactly. and no other team, certainly that was winning anything of note, um, had that. So you had players who were good, but Jesus, how how fucking lightweight were you when you had, you know. You know, Fabregas fucking lightweight. You know, when you had Seb in there, lightweight. Wazicki lightweight. Just literally everyone lightweight. Ramsey lightweight until, but this season he looks a lot broader as well. So he obviously did work hard, as they said in the summer. Um, so, but now, and Flamini changes all that because opposition players and opposition fans they fucking hate him. I didn't realise quite how much they fucking hated him until we signed him again. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you must have had it. Oh, he's a, he's a fucking yeah. And we've lacked that player that people actually go, I fucking hate him. Not because he's a good player, but just, and he is a great player. You know, he's a great specialist DM. But because he's just, he's, let's be honest, he's old bastard, Matthew Flamini. And that's what we've lacked. I, mean, I think that's, that's, sorry, Steve. I think that was the thing. I think, uh, as is that for years, it's the old thing with, with fantastic when we've got the ball. It's always the problem when we haven't, yeah. and that that the bottom line is is why things have gone wrong. I think is that we just haven't been anywhere near uh, uh, a proper unit, and you know to actually say right, let's close this game out, you know, and if we if we keep, if we keep the one 0 then then fine and good. But that's been the problem I think for a long time, a long time. Well, I must admit it, it did make me laugh the other day. Uh, unfortunately. Um... When I go to the doctors, one of the blokes I meet on a regular basis is a Spurs fan. And he said that we were damn lucky but to get... That make you feel any better, does it? Well, no, it actually makes me feel a lot worse. And it takes me <laughs> far longer to recover from uh, from the treatment. But he said that we were damn lucky to get Flamini. Now, yeah. is, is is that a point of jealousy, do you think, from our, uh, um, those 
Um, how did you describe them, Warwick? Our, our, our lovely friends up the road, was it? Or <laughs> nearest <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. I think it was my. Uh was my floral turn of phrase and that. Uh, but do you, do you think he will actually make such an... Imp- I, I, I've got a feeling he's going to make a real impression this season. I don't know why. Uh, it, it, it's almost as if some, he's been reborn. And he's, do, you not think, yeah, do you not think he's, he's now sort of... I mean, has he been a bit fortunate in the fact that Arteta has obviously been injured? But to me, you can't drop him there. And I, I, I would say probably he's fighting with Arteta for that, for that role now. Arteta's another powder puff player. Yeah. I mean, I, I, listen, I get the thing right. I am a fan of, I'm a fan of Arteta, and I know that one of the problems actually, and it was this, the issue was you got Arteta, and I understand he links it really well, defence to midfield. But really, that wasn't our problem. Our problem was just having someone that fucking gets about the opposition and to give, gives them a fucking unpleasant day in the office, which no one was doing. Do you think then we gave Stoke an unpleasant day at the office? Flamini gives everyone an unpleasant day when they come into his fucking office. <laughs> I tell you what was funny about it, and I think it might have happened again. Might have happened again on um, on on Saturday. The only thing that bothered me about that Stoke game was like when we, I think it was when we, probably maybe before or just after we scored the third goal, the amount of possession we conceded, like you know, and, and that against a Stoke team that you know would never, never, you know, when idiot Pulis was there, they wouldn't, you know, if they if they're having thirty percent against anyone, they're doing well. And I thought again Saturday, you know, we're just probably conceding a bit. You know, for a team that you know should and have got the players to keep the ball, you know, the fact that we, we was giving away quite a bit of possession sort of is a is a little bit of a concern. I don't think we should, you know, for a, for a team who can you know pass the ball as, as well as we can with the right person. You know, I, I'm just you know that that, that against Stoke. I mean, I admittedly. You know, we were probably looking at it, you know, job done, hold on to what we've got. But at the same time, if you're playing better quality opposition, you're giving away that sort of uh, possession, you, you, you know, you, all you're really doing, I think, is inviting pressure. So that would be the only negative I would say about that, is the fact that we were giving away quite a bit of possession. But isn't that the same what we were doing last season, that it takes us at least 15 to 20 minutes to actually kick into gear before we actually start doing anything? So surely that should have been sorted this season. Yeah, I was thinking more, Steve. Once we went three one up, that was when like, I thought after the, the I think I think we went about three one up, maybe about halfway through the second half. And I just thought after that, you know, it was literally it's pure. I mean, as I say, that wasn't doing a lot, so it's not not so much of an issue. But it's just if you were if you were giving away that sort of that that amount of possession against the you know an half decent side, you, you, all you to me all you're really doing if you're not keeping the ball well enough is just inviting pressure. You yeah, know, but. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. So I, I think we, we we've done to death of Stoke, but we do agree that we didn't too, uh, we didn't play too badly. So let's move on to the next game then, which was uh, the so what are we playing for now is it the Milk Cup or is it the Carlin okay. Cup? Rumbelows, Rumbelows, or, or is it the Rumbelows Cup? Rumbelows, <laughs> I love that. It's Does anybody so remember Rumbelows? I actually brought a fridge from Rumbelow, so I'm quite happy for them to have been associated with the cup. <laughs> I, I still think of it as the milk cup, because I can remember when it was the milk cup, thinking, I can definitely remember actually wanting to fucking win it then. <laughs> what? Didn't we, we won it, did we win it when it was the Littlewoods, did we? No, that was, uh, 90, that was 93, that was when, um, well, I believe it was 93. 
that was that the little woods or was it a common? Was it Little Woods? It was a Coca-Cola Cup in '93. Oh, was that when? So that was yeah, the one when we. Uh, that's yeah. one when Steve Morrow managed to be dropped and broke his shoulder before we could go into the FA Cup final. Yeah, that's the yeah, yeah. Th- <laughs> thank you very much, Tony Adams. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, whatever whatever cup it is now called, um, and be quite honest, apparently it's, it's going to change its name again next season. So I, uh, I'm starting to lose lose my track. I'm just going to call it the League Cup if that's all right with you boys. How do you think? How do you think we actually did? And did you agree with the bollocking that uh, Wenger gave Nairi when his cramp was so bad the bloke couldn't stand up? I thought I got to say, I know people get. I was actually quite surprised that everyone gets carried away a little bit, don't they? With um, oh, it's the kids, and it hard. The kids, oh, come on, kids. And as long as the kids get a result, and the kids somehow fumble their way through, and everyone goes, "Well done, the kids." I thought we shit. I really did. And I thought, like I said, I thought was just utter crap. I know he got the goal. I know that always sounds a bit bad, you know, but I, I thought he didn't look a player. Um, uh, I, thought, I thought a lot of them didn't look didn't look players at all. I thought oh, we were rubbish. I'm sorry, I did. No, no, no I, I, I watched. It. I thought it was a bloody dreadful game. I thought it was yeah. two two poor sides. You know that had, had penalties written all over it after about yeah. twenty minutes. It was it was a poor game. And I mean, get off, mention about Nabry, Steve. I was absolutely stunned. He played Saturday. Given yeah. after that. No, I must admit I agree with that too. I I put a tweet out and I, I got an absolute rollicking for it. Uh, I put a tweet out on Hybrid Boys and um, I said that um, you know we should be going for a trophy this year. And this one bloke came back and fair play. He, he was very. Um, we had a really good discussion at the end of it, but he, he was just saying that we should be going for um, the Champions League and the league. And to be quite honest at the moment, although we're doing really well, don't get me wrong, uh, I've got no uh, no problems with us being top of the league or anything else, but surely there has to come a point where he's got to realise that we're not going to win, well, we're not going to win, we're not going to win the league this year. I mean, looking at what Liverpool's coming up with at the moment and everything else, and we're definitely not going to win the Champions League, but a cup would make the difference. Honestly, boys, and I'll aim this at Chris first. Do you think we should be concentrating on getting to Wembley this year, just to give the fans a bit of a boost? FA Cup, I think we should we should go all in on that and uh, concentrate on the league. If, if we can get as far as we can, I think we should just prioritise. Forget the, the league cup, just stick our kids in there again. Not interested in it one bit. All I've got to say to you then, Chris, is 1993. Well, it seems different then. I think the league cup meant a bit bit more. Uh, definitely, did. definitely, totally agree. Yeah. It was a it was a problem. But the other things, though, to be honest with you, um, having said that oh, shit, I thought the team was in the, um, you know, Coke, Milk, Rumblows, Cup. Um, we can't afford to put out more or less our third team because we're so fed there, aren't we? So, don't know if you're going to us anyway, to be honest. I mean, I mean, can you imagine you play almost your, your first team, you're picking out a couple of injuries in a, in a League Cup game. I take the point that we need to win something. I've said that for ages. But, um, you know, for me it's a little bit different now because clearly it's been demonstrated. We can't deny it. We've got lots of 
stinking money there. So for me, I think I think it's, it feels a bit different anyway. Go on, sorry, like sorry, Neil. Cup, it's like not having a cup. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I suppose we've won a, a again, but you know, it's a dirty cup, isn't it? Well, well, let's face it. We haven't we haven't won anything since two thousand and five. And let me let me put this to you then. We've got uh, we're we're in a situation moment where we know we're we're very thin on our squad, and we are exceptionally thin. Now we uh, everybody keeps saying, "Oh, we've got players coming back," but in the meantime, when players are coming back, we've still got players going out on injury. Walcott is a prime example who's now gone out on injury, and it could happen to any of the other. But we could lose. Um, just through uh, a stupid injury, we could lose Murtasaka. We could lose uh, Ozil. We could we could lose anybody. Now, surely, if we're going to make a mark this year, we've got to make a mark on something. Even if it is the League Cup, we've got to do something because we know our squad is so bloody thin. So surely we should be paying a bit more attention to winning some silverware, regardless of what it is. And I can understand where you, where you guys are coming from. That it's a bit of a plastic cup. Blah blah blah. But it, it's a silverware that goes in our trove, and it shuts up those noisy uh, buggers down the road as well. Chris, I'm going to ask, I'm going to throw this question at you. Do you really, honestly think that we stand a chance of winning the league this season and winning the Champions League? Which, on Twitter, which I'm getting really, really annoyed about, but everybody seems to see to now say, uh, particularly the uh, the Arsenal knows best, and now all on. They're saying this is what we're going to do this season. No. <laughs> uh, this is where I stand on it. Um, we have we played first home, and we're in a brilliant condition, top of the league. That's great. Um, but not fifteen or twenty minute mentality. Sort of, we're trying to hold position. Oh, I feel sorry for uh, Nacho Montreal. You become almost like a, a substitution. T- I was just waiting until the name Lujny came into the conversation. Oleg, it's over. But it's, it's, um, it's, for me, it's, I think people are getting a bit, you know, I don't like people shouting their mouths off because what happens, it's, it's a Spurs mentality. They, you know, they spark their load up the wall and then it's, you know, it's halfway through the season and end up looking like mugs. You know, if, 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 we, um, if we get some results at Man City, at Man United... Uh, which, you know, is looking likely at the moment the way they're playing, go to Chelsea, go to White Hart Lane uh, and pick up points there, then, you know, game on, let's do it, let's go for the league. I'm happy being top, but, you know, I'm, I'm not under any illusions that, you know, we're going to go on and win it now unless I start seeing us really tested and, and, and pulling off some consistent um, top four, getting some um, points from the top four, which we didn't do last year, which we haven't done for... Uh, okay, another question for you then, Chris. We have, apart from our um, rosy neighbours up the road, we'll, we'll call them that because I think that works well for me. Um, we haven't really played anybody of really uh, big, uh, substantial substance so far. We have to start playing them soon. Do you think, with the squad that we've got, that we can say, for instance, we've got Chelsea still to come, Man United, Man City? Do you think we can actually coast through that? And st- well, the only reason why I say coast is because somebody on Twitter said the other day we are going to coast through to Christmas. 
No, I just don't listen to those people because they've just got no idea, have they? But uh, no, we won't because we, if we can beat them, we can beat them. We've got to believe that the way that we're playing and the, and the way that they're playing. You know, City are uh, Jackal and Hyde. That, you know, one, one week they're brilliant, the next week they're shocking. Man United, you know, I pray to God that we finish above them. I can't wait uh, to see Van Persie's face, um, you know, among other things. But, but you know. Did- did anybody did anybody see did anybody see that um, uh, picture that was put out the other day? Uh, it was on Instagram, which is uh, the little boy. I said the little boy inside says "fuck." They're eight points ahead. <laughs> yeah. Quite. But uh, okay, so we're through we're through the league. Then we come up uh, um to um, last weekend's game against Swansea, who are a team who are. Notoriously, uh... actually, can I, can I just bang just for a second there? Yeah, go on. Because I, I was just sitting like listening to you, you talking about winning the league. I think this is such a weird. Normally, I would say no because as I, I think I said like you know before we spoke. Now we've got the money. It's going to take about three transfer windows to um, sort of build a, a team that's going to you know make a proper sort of the title. Yeah. Okay, well, you you actually did say Warwick, uh, uh, yeah. 20, 2015, 2016, and I agree with you on that. Yeah. A lot. But the funny, <laughs> thing is, the funny thing is that this season was always going to be a bit of a sort of quite. I mean, we've got to be careful because we're, we're really five points into the season. But but this season, the peculiar season, because Chelsea looked poor, man. They looked poor. Um, I wasn't impressed with Tottenham when we played them. Um, Liverpool, Brendan Rodgers doesn't know what he's doing, does he? Uh, and well, you've got United. I, I, well, I don't know what you, I don't know what you can say that because I mean Brent. Uh, I, I mean, I must admit, David Brent um, pulled off a, a, a good result for them this weekend, didn't he? He got a good result, but listen, he's, he's not going to. He, he's got no. Anyone who's got any experience of what it's like up there, oh, is is Wenger obviously um, and Mourinho. Right, of the heat of battle for the title, and Mourinho uh, just is not the same person. Uh, he's not the same person. He's 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 hasn't got the same self confidence. He hasn't got the same invincibility. He hasn't got the same arrogance as it was. Um, so, and that is, you can see it. You can see it kind of affecting. Um, already affecting a team. He's not creating that aura around his team, which used to come from his aura. Uh, so actually, I think any one of six teams can probably win the league this this season. This is the season to do it for what? something they can in a bit. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree, and I also have to say, Warwick, um, matter what the bloody hell is going on there? Because I'd rather have them on my pitch for, for ninety minutes rather than for uh, 15, what? 20, 35. I what mean, the hell's going on there? The simple, the simple thing there is that matter is simply and fairly. He's he's Chelsea's player, and he's not just their best player, but he's the player that makes that team work. Um, which was fairly self-evident again when he came in the other day. Um, so I'm really not sure what he's doing there. I mean, I must admit, I get a bit bored of people going like Goonies going on about because he almost joined. He's going, oh, matter, matter, what are you doing? Tomorrow? I don't give a fuck about one matter. I really don't. But I do look at it and think to myself. That's really odd what, what he's doing there because he's clearly not stupid, Mourinho. But Chelsea are crap if Matter isn't playing. Yeah, that's very true. Um, Neil, I mean, 
you've, I mean, you've been, what, uh, an Arsenal fan for how long now? Oh, blimey, uh, late, late 70s, mate, so, yeah. Okay, so you're nearly, years. you're nearly as old as I am. Yeah. Do, do you trust in what we've done so far, um, we haven't even gone on to the Swansea game yet, we've still got to cover that, yeah. but so far, do you trust what's going on this year with Arsenal? Um, it's, it's a tricky one because, like, you, we've seen it all on Twitter and, and the social media. Before, before that Ozil signing, which is, let's get, like, you know, it is, in its own way, it's like a Burkamp of its type signing, you know, in terms of, like, you know, I don't think we've, we've seen anywhere near the best of him yet either, and, and that will come as, as we get, but I, I just think it sort of covered over what a, what a absolutely embarrassing summer it was. We didn't do enough. There's, there's absolutely no question about it. We know that we're, we're totally shot up front if Giroud gets injured. That's not good enough, you know. And I, I just think it's it sort of that one signing, as great it is, it papered over what was an absolute <coughs> disastrous summer in terms of targeting players, getting deals pushed over the line. It, it, it was a total shambles there. I, I, I don't know who was to blame for that. So, you know, and the fact... This start is fantastic. I mean, you know, as I say, I think you made the point that the outside of playing Tottenham, we're, you know, their games, you know, I'm not saying we're expected, well, we, we are expected to win, but you've still got to go out and do it. And that's what they've done. But I just feel, you know, and I worry certainly right, it's early, and, and the fact that, you know, every there, there seems to be question marks about all the teams. The big one about us is obviously our squad size, and I, I always worry that we're always one injury away from, from a big problem, you know, and, and that. And that has, I haven't gone away from that, you know. And as I say, the obvious one is 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 Giroud up top, you know. Who I think's improved immeasurably. I, you know, a year ago I would have said you're having a laugh, and you know, how much he has improved. I still, I was still, you know, there was no question we needed another striker in, but I can't knock him at all. I think his work rate, everything, you know, he, he has improved. But so in answering your question, I suppose for me the glasses are full, and you know, I, I still worry that you know one or two. In, injuries in key in key areas are going to leave us very short again. Okay, that leads me on to a really good question for the next. Then we go on to uh, the last game, which was Swansea. Chris, the first forty-five minutes at Swansea. Give me your opinion, please. Uh, I was struggling. I was actually ill on the weekend watching it, uh, and I was struggling to stay awake because of it. Not, not, because I was, <laughs> not because I was ill, but because it was just, um, I, you know what, I think I'll put it down to, I think it was just tactics. I think, um, I, I respect Laudrup, and I think he played ta- a very tactical game in the first half against us. He knew that, you know, he, he couldn't play against us, even though I think they can. But I think they just kind of, their tactics were just to kind of, frustrate us and, and make sure that they catch us on the counter um, but yeah the first half wasn't great but um, we had like like they said that all of the players in their interviews afterwards we had a purple 15-20 minutes uh, uh, patch where you know we were playing those triangles that we've seen with um, Wilshire and Ozil um, uh, linking up really well and then obviously you've got Ramsey busted a gut with Flamini in there. So it's really difficult to break us down. So, you know, we scored those two goals uh, and that was very good. Uh, but it was just uh, just a shame that we conceded at the end. 2-0 would have been brilliant. Warwick, um, 
what's your thoughts on uh, Mr. Chesney running out of the um, his usual goal line bit again? Fortunately, the ball went out of touch, which oh, we. Yeah. Uh, but that was tight one. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. Do you know what? And I tell you this as well. If you look at Chesney's face, right, he shat himself. You could see he was trying to cover it up, but he wasn't sure that had gone out of play. Uh, I mean, Chesney, he's never going to change, is he? Great shot stopper, capable of great saves, capable of absolute ricks. He's really Arsenal's David James, isn't he? <laughs> well, it. well he, he wants to be Arsenal's Jens Lehmann, doesn't he? Yeah, but he's not as, he's not as good. He's certainly not near as good yet as Jens Lehmann. And probably, well, you know, he'd probably do well if he is ever as good as Jens was. But I think, I think the James comparison is a fair comparison at times because... No, oh, calm down, boys, calm down. Have we, have we not said that he's been young for the last, like, three seasons? Yeah. Isn't that an excuse we're just using now for mistakes? Well, no, because he, he's, he's a goalkeeper. What, is he 22, 23? No, he's... Um, 24 now. Well, still, in, in goalkeeper's terms, that's like a 19-year-old, do you know what I mean? So, I think just give him some time, let, let him cement his place in there. You know, he's got Viviano behind him now, just to give him a bit of experience. Uh, um, you know, so I, I, I just say, look, just give him some time. Just have that back five in front of him and just, you know, confidence will come and then he'll stop running out and making stupid. But it's up to the goalkeeper coach to tell them to look, stay on the line, you know. But at the same time, there's a lot of that's coming. Up. Just needs uh, uh, when it comes to collect balls, it, brilliant, you know. Good corners, everything, safe hands, good shot stop. It's just the decision making needs to tweak a little, you know. If it was 28, 29, I'd say get rid of him. But you know, 23, 24, I think he's got uh, some brilliant years ahead of him once it clicks. Okay, my question then, boys. What was the point then if we brought Italy's number two? Why, uh, why are we still all moaning that we should have a decent goalkeeper? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I don't, I don't understand what what the situation is. I know he's been on. I don't know where Bianchi picked up injury, but West Brom. But I agree. I, I don't. I don't understand it at all. Really, it's it's another one of those signings. Like it's probably, you know, similar to when he brought Almunia to the club. That you know, at, at the outset, he was never thinking of Almunia going to be number one. Like until obviously Lehman towards the end sort of lost his form, and that's when Almunia got his chance. But I, I, you know, it's like an in between sign. You, you haven't been prepared to go and buy a top goal, top class goalkeeper. But then I'll go and bring in a reserve who, who might be out, who might be up, might be up to it, and that's what I, I don't, don't understand that signing at all. To be honest, I think we've pretty much discussed all the three games. Well, we're now moving on to the next thing. Chris, this is a big question for you. Yeah. Arsene Wenger being offered a new contract. Yes or no? Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a hypocrite. Um, I don't know what to think now. Earlier, like just in a transfer window, um, I sat and I was, I was like, you know, he's he's got to go, you know. And uh, you know, I, I want to hear what we're saying about, you know, um, that a manager <clears throat> has a period of time, you know, like a player, and then he he loses it. I was thinking 
that uh, this could be Wenger's time that you know I think it's time for him to, to leave. Um, but I think the jury's still out. Really, it's, like I say, it's only five minutes into the um, into the uh, into the season. Uh, I think offering offering him this now, I think it's been a little bit of a strategic thing maybe from the board. Let's let's get in a big big time player. And then they have to give Arsene Wenger a new contract, but but like but like uh, what Payne was saying, it's papering over the cracks. Um, you know, if we have a, a if Giroud's out, you know, and a, a couple of other players drop out, um, I think you know we'll start dropping out as well. And then you know, if we finish fourth again, it, it, we're back to square one, aren't we? Um, except you know we've got Arsene Wenger now for another three, two, three years. So. I don't. I don't know. I don't think now's the right time to do it. I think wait to the end of the season and then give him one. But I think once again, I think it's the board being strategic and taking us for months, thinking we don't know what's going on. But you know, we know what's going on. You know, let's let's get us to win a player that we did really need, but it's a brilliant signing. Um, and then last everyone's happy. Let's swing over a new contract. Okay, then um, let's put. Um... This another way. Stan Kroenke has finally spoken. But apparently it's cool to be top of the league. So this is the kind of man who will be offering Arsene Wenger his new contract. Yeah, I mean, to me, uh, I only read bits and pieces of, of what he supposedly uh, said to cross the, the club puppet. You know, I, I think he would offer him the contract probably tomorrow. Maybe it would be totally wrong. In my opinion, a decision needs to be made at the end of the season where we are. I mean, Wenger's gone on a record and, and, and pretty much said that earlier. Now, on the strength of that was before we'd signed Ozil, where he, he was making reference to the fact that yeah, I need to we, we need to look at this at the end of the season. If if I you know, on the strength of one signing, to me that the whole the whole situation's changed. It's a great, but we all but to me. What has gone on over the last few years, in my opinion, um, we have regressed. We have gone backwards. You know, he, he, he has been a great manager, but he made his. You know, what I can't be, I won't sit here. And I, I totally understand what what Chris was saying about. You know, you feel a little bit. You know, oh, I, I was on his case in the summer. I was on his case in the summer because, quite rightly, think things were not going as they should have been. So. You know, to, to me, to make the decision after six games suddenly that uh, everything in the garden's rosy, let's get him on another contract. I, I just, I just don't agree with it at this stage. I think let's see where we go. You know, if we're making progress, I think we're all said that you know, us talking the league this year is probably still going to be a big pass. But you know, if you see, for me, all I, all I've been saying for years, and you know, if you see signs that you know we're capable of being competitive again. Then I've got no problem because it's harder than ever, harder than ever for us to win a league now. There's no doubt about it with the money that City, Chelsea, and, and whatever. So I've got no problem. But I, I just think we've been we've been going backwards, and on the strength of like where we are now and signed those, I, I, I don't see why a new contract should be should be pushed out there right now. Okay, Warwick, how do you feel about it, mate? <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I've been on Wenger's case for about six years. Just the same, um, you know. I just think, you, you know, I'm not going to. Um, in he obviously played a part clearly because we've had it out of Ozil's lips on getting Ozil to the club. So I give him massive props for that. Um, you know, defo. But um, my issue with with with, um, with Wenger is that uh, you know I just don't think. 
and I've said this for six years, that we would win another major trophy under him. Uh, I've always said it, you know, be a managers like players, they have shelf lives, you know. Uh, um, you wouldn't re-sign Bobby Perez, who's obviously hanging around the club, um, you know, and stick him in the, in, in, in the midfield for, you know, for the weekend. Um, players and managers have shelf lives. I think this is gone. I don't think he's capable of the major, major trophies. I've said this for a very long time, and I think it would be great to, to have a fresh manager with new ideas come in and make the most of the money that, that we obviously have now. Um, and it's just simple as it's as simple as that, really. I agree. If Wenger wins the league this season, um, you know you've got to give him a new contract, haven't you? I mean, I still probably would, because I just don't think long term he's he's the right person. But if he wins the league, then he's earned the right to get a new contract. I've heard. You, know, you can't complain about that, even though I probably still will. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but, so. So, you know, uh, I just don't think he's got, I just think he's not got that thing within him. Um, OK, OK, thank you. Uh, it's as simple as that. I just don't, I just don't think he's going to win a major trophy for Arsenal again. Having said that, I don't want to be overly negative. And I think, given the injuries and everything, uh, I think that not just Frank, but the team as a whole has, has, has um, done tremendously well at the start of this season, given um, just a shocking array of injuries that we were in, and the threadbare squad to start with, which was Wenger's problems. We won't give him props for that, but I give him props for the fact that the whole team actually the whole world, Wenger, uh, for, the, for the start of the season. But do I think he's going to win major trophies? Obviously, no, so that's why we're offering him a contract. If he wins the league this season, uh, I still wouldn't, but I couldn't argue with the club giving him a contract if he does that. Okay, I will now give you three examples now then. First example is Mourinho, as seems to have ballsed up, well, let's be honest, fucked up Chelsea. Secondly, uh, when you have a statement from somebody like Jack Wilshere says that if Arsene Wenger leaves, he'll go. Shows... He won't. He won't go. Yeah. Because, right. because uh, 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 let, me, let me finish. Thirdly, Arsene Finger is actually uh, is coming out and actually saying that he's not really interested in signing on for Arsenal for another year. So, where do you think we'll end up this season? On on the back of all of... Yeah, well, I think he will because he's been offered a new contract, hasn't he? And he'll take it... Um, uh, so, yeah, he will be, yeah. yeah. He will. I agree. I, I think, think he will be. be. Yeah. I think he will be, I th- yeah. I think he will be. I th- if you're asking... A, there's two sides to that question, aren't there? The two sides to that question are this. Do you think the club will offer him a contract? Yes. And then the other side is, will he take it if he's offered it? The, he will certainly take it if he's offered it. No question about it, in my mind. Will the club, uh, club offer him one? Yeah. Also, don't... He, Wenger has, has said for years now... The player that he most admires outside of Arsenal Football Club was Ozil. He said that for two or three years, right? And everyone knew it. And it sounds, this might seem like a little bit too simplistic, but I don't see why he would buy Ozil. Because if he, if he was going to end up at, at the end of in next summer at PSG, he'd want Ozil at PSG. Now, you can argue, 
but he can just go and go to PSG and buy Ozil in you know in a year's time. But when he did the deal to get Ozil here, I don't think he did that just for a season. I think you're right, mate. I, I, I don't disagree with that. You know, and the other thing I, I would say about this whole contract situation is it comes back to you know why you know people say oh he hasn't had an easy ride over the barren years. Well, I think he has. It's only only over the last eighteen months that the press have suddenly started to realise. Well, you know, saying maybe he's not got anymore. But I, my 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 big thing about this though is the whole scenario at the club is that I believe they are so and this has been the case for a long time that they're frightened frightened of life without him as well this is because he's so ingrained with what's gone on there they haven't got a clue they haven't got a plan B you know what to do next because he's been so ingrained you know I can understand that to a degree because he's been there a long time but a club of our size really should have some sort of okay we're going to do this next and I, I don't think there's anyone on that board who have got a clue what to do next well I'll tell you what I'll tell you what Neil and yeah. I think what um, really sums up your comment there is the fact that um, Stan Kroenke finally um, opened his mouth again and said it, it'd be kind of cool to win the league. <laughs> cool? That's, I'm sorry, kind, a, kind of a, cool to that, win the league? That's a, that's a yank talking. That's a yank talking. Yeah. At least he has been to this country and he's been to the stadium. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but mind you, he's actually talking because he's over again because um, uh, we had the NFL back at Wembley, which apparently he's heavily involved in on financial-wise. So is that why he's here? But uh, I'm sorry, but to say it's kind of cool to win the, uh, the Premier League, I'm sorry. That's not it's good enough. A He's a bit of a sort of uh, classic sort of big Texas prick, basically. Stan Kroenke, that's, that's the sort of deal, I think. Well, I think that I think that's an understatement, Warwick. But uh, I, I agree with Neil, by the way. I think the board... But what's interesting is that you're saying that the, the board are like, oh, we're not sure what we did after, um, after, after Wenger. Um, you know, I, you know I, I, I don't know if that's 100% true but certainly I'm willing to believe that's 95% true but the other aspect of it for me is that that's exactly what a lot of Arsenal supporters are like too <laughs> true. it's quite frightening isn't it it's quite frightening they're, they're, yeah. like, they're like we've all spoken to these people who sound as if they're like oh if you know you know we might as well just close the club off if they get close you know if Uncle Arsene goes what are we going to do? You know, you speak to him. You just, you speak to him. You just want to like, don't you? You just want to like run your head into the cement, don't you? Because they literally are basically saying that Veng, for those, a lot of them, and that's why people get wound up on us about the whole AKB thing, is because it's not Arsene knows best. It's kind of like Arsene knows best and no one else knows fucking shit. You know, it's kind of that. And when you talk to them, it's like, what is the point of Arsenal continuing on after Wenger goes you know it's it's mad isn't it it's mad if Wenger goes you know if Wenger goes or if they sat Wenger it's like or if you got run over tomorrow or some Wenger you might as well fucking just close the club down that's (laughs) virtually what they're like but wasn't that the same thing when uh, uh, Graham got sacked and then when uh, no I think I think 
fans were different then. Fans were different then. For I, them. I think I well, think we all appreciated and all with with George. I think we all knew it, it was coming to an end. Yeah, that the, the, the football got you know. I think it had gone stale. He had the same group of players. He hadn't he hadn't moved on. And I think we all knew that was coming. All right, it ended yeah, it ended in a in a wrong way. But I, I think that was always on the cards. This one, I just think people will never accept that it has to end somebody. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's mad. Oh it's yeah, I totally, I, I totally agree with you, and I, and uh, I have somebody I know quite well who, who thinks that you know it will go on forever, but it, it doesn't. That that's football for it. It doesn't go. I mean, yeah, uh, it's a horrible thing to say and everything else, but football is secular. People go, and you have to say goodbye. And I honestly, I hate, I hate to think when. God forbid if anything ever happens to Arsene Wenger, and I'm sorry, I'm not a fan, but if he does go, God forbid what will happen on on Twitter and everything else. It'd be an absolute nightmare, yeah. wouldn't it? I think what I think when Wenger when Wenger goes and and he's had his time, mate, you're going to see fucking it's, they're going to they're going to be worse. They've actually split up. <laughs> they're going to you the amount of pictures you're going to get posted on Twitter. Of these, these goons self-harming. It would be like uh, a picture, you know, it'd be like Wenger, Arsenal made me do this. And I'm always, it's really good. It would be funny, but I would, I would, you know, I'd, I, I can just envision a spate of suicides. I'll tell you what, Warwick, it's bad enough that you called me a fanboy last time. I mean, it's... <laughs> And you, and you're still, a, you're still a cunt for that one. I will tell you. Place in Wales had all the they just like be like that. I swear to God, you're going to get all those like oh, just can you imagine it? Because oh. I've said before, it's like they've got daddy issues or something. Some of the AKP going, it's like he's like their dad. Fingers like their dad, and it's like they match him as they do like a, like a member of the family, you know. They seem to be totally, maybe because of their age, but actually the younger ones, I'd say fair enough, you know. If you're like, They've known nothing else, have they, mate? That's the thing. Yeah. I swear to you, I've never had a go at an AKB who's like 17, 18, like, that, that, that grown adults, you know, that have known time before Venga, that act like that. I'm not being funny, you need some ritual disemboweling in the middle of the ambulance. <laughs> Every Arsenal fan is allowed an opinion, and I totally agree with that. Every Arsenal fan, uh, depending where they're, where where they're from, whether they're from uh, where my family grew up in Islington, or whether they're from USA, whether they're from France or Germany, everybody's allowed an opinion. But what you Absolutely. don't, I agree. What you don't do is you don't slag people off in public and make them try and look at stupid. Honestly, that annoys me, left, right, and centre about. And this seems to be, uh, I don't know if it's me getting old and being miserable about everything but it just seems to be a, an endemic thing that seems to be growing with Arsenal fans uh, I don't know if you're talking to the right man um, because I've had a few wars on Twitter myself I'm just I'm just gonna uh, I ain't there I'm half a little bit because sometimes if you're dragged into it on a public timeline then you know what can you do you know it's, it can be difficult you know but to actually what you're referring to there, uh, Steve, yeah. is out of order. So for me, I f- you know, I feel like when Chris has got involved in things, I think it, Chris, I think, you know, has probably been dragged into it in a public arena. Or 
Oh, I took the bait. Uh, I, I, I see what you're saying, Warwick. I mean, yeah, I'm not one for, you know, uh, I must admit I took the bait for that. Well, so, <laughs> I must admit on that point, I'm going to try and raise the um, try and raise the humour a little bit because that, that that was that was quite depressing. But we all know that yeah. you, you get a load of um, stupid parody accounts, particularly in the ITK side. But um, okay, let's let's just raise the let's raise the humour a bit then, Chris. Your view for uh, after what's been going on at Arsenal so far. Would you be friends with Stan Kroenke now? Would I be friends? Yeah. What, what do you mean, like, personally? Yeah, I mean, he said everything's been cool. He wears he wears a great hat. He's got a fantastic wig. Would you be a friend of his? Is, is that definitely a wig? Yeah, oh, God, yes, it is. Because, you know, I recently was able to confirm at close quarters that... Um, that um, Donald Trump's hair is not a wig. So oh. that, that, is now, that has now completely changed. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Warwick, you, you've now lost total respect for me whatsoever. That is a wig no, okay. left, right and centre. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if that's not a wig on Donald Trump's head, then I don't know if we can be sure it's not a wig on Stan's head. Oh, God, it is an absolute wig. Chris, answer that question. <laughs> well, there's, there's, the, there's the big three American tycoons out, out in the States, isn't there? It's the Nashville. It's the Nashville. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you've, got, boys. Um, you've got Donald Trump, you've yeah. got um, Vince McMahon, and you've got uh, Stan Kroenke, and they've, they've all been accused of having wigs, haven't they? Yeah. So, but would I be his friend? Yeah, I'd be his friend. He, he owns Arsenal. I'd probably quite like to know some inside information of, of what's going on because that's our biggest problem. I think that's why people are turning on each other's. Um, you've got the AKBs and you've got the um, uh, the Wobs. Um, and nothing really grinds my gears is when is when I see tweets. I mean, I've tried to tone it down uh, uh, in the last few months. So I, I just, I'm, I'm not getting into oh, it. Oh, yeah. Here's a question for you. You cut everybody off and you went down to 1,000 followers and you're now virtually up to 5,000 again. Why is that? Well, uh, I, when my, um, when my uh, that video, that hit the video went viral, I got a burst of about 3,000 because I put my uh, at sign, uh, my Twitter hook on the... Uh, on the thing, and it got about a quarter of a million hits. So you're a Twitter tart, then, aren't you? Yeah, well, it was five, five minutes of fame. But the thing is, I, I don't, I don't really follow anyone back that I don't know or um, I don't really sort of interact with. So what you get is you get. I had like I think I had six thousand at one point, and people will follow you and think, right, okay, well, he's going to follow me back, and then I don't, and so they unfollow me. So uh, on a regular basis, on a day basis, I get about fifty unfollows. Well, I must admit, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you an idea of how you um, managed to make yourself very famous. You unfollowed me the same day that Ian Wright did. Yeah, he's done that to me before. I actually, I made him a suit back in, uh, must have been two thousand and four. Uh, I gave him like a Guna discount, as you do. Yeah. And uh, the first tweet I did on uh, on on Twitter is, I was like, "All right, mate, remember me? I made you a blue linen um, suit." He came in with John Barnes. And uh, John Barnes toy was a thirty-four waist, and he was actually a thirty-eight waist. He was 
facility at the time. <laughs> but unfortunately, the, the place that I used to work used to be the official suit makers of Spurs Football Club. Jesus. I know. I'm sorry, yeah. what was that? It's, Say that again. Fuck off, Chris. Not quite Savile Row, Gives and Hawks. Uh, I think it was 2002 when uh, Jack Santini uh, was the manager very briefly. Oh, um, we all had to go to White Hart Lane and drop the whole, and, and the coaching staff. Um, was the shop you was working at called Suits for Cunts? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was very difficult, but I had to be professional. I'm sorry, somebody's just given me the title for this podcast, Suit for Cunts, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I think the C word has definitely been the, uh, the word of the day, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Surely you did something to suits though. Or couldn't you have like, you've like, uh, you know, woven something into the fabric at the back? That apparently, a, apparently, Cut apparently. Now apparently it was lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dry bit of lasagna. Been there five years. Put it in there. Yeah. Right, uh, gentlemen, um, we're coming to the end of the podcast. Um, <laughs> Oh, sorry, it's just gone, it's gone absolutely bizarre. And I must admit, that's probably going to be the most listened to bit on the podcast. OK, we're coming to this weekend. Um, your predictions for this weekend, then, uh, please, Neil. Uh, West Brom, I think, will... I think I fancy another 2-1, actually. Seems to be due. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that'll be quite a tight game again. They'll be on a high after they beat United, but I think we'll nick it 2-1. Really? Oh, OK, yeah. fair play. Yeah. Um, Warwick, I won't bother with you because you don't listen to the podcast. There's no point in asking you for a um, prediction because there'd be no point in doing it. Unless you have Why a prediction. <laughs> Give him props, actually. He got the Stoke uh, um, prediction spot on 3-1, wasn't it? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. So come yeah. on then. Come on then, Warwick. Do it again. Uh, I tell you, it's going it's to be, it's gonna be a tough game, isn't it? It's not going to be an easy game, is it, that one? Um, I'm, trying, sorry, I'm just trying to think about who's, who's in. It's just Rizitsky that's going to be back, in it? Yes, Rizitsky's back, back. and um, possibly Santi Cazorla. So Santi Cazorla and Ozil in midfield. Ooh. Oh, yeah, then, then, then it will get all. Then it will kick off, on it? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, whisper. Yeah, do you know, I think, uh, I think it could be... A, I think that's going to be a draw. Draw, I think that's going to be. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I think right. that could be tricky. We might win by the odd goal, but I think we could drop a couple of points there, actually. Oh, nasty. Yeah. Chris, do you yeah. agree? Chris, yeah. do you agree with that? Uh, I'd like to make a point. I, I think uh, that uh, Mr. Clark is a top, top manager, and I think he's worked with some brilliant minds uh, managerial minds over the years. I think Man United have wrong, hired the wrong Scott there, but um, I think we'll just sneak it two-one. Uh, Is that because of the fact you're making him suits shortly? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Actually, can I raise a point? Yeah, how go on. Then. Is, how shit is match of the day? How shit are the pundits? That's been for years, mate. I don't want it. I hate to say this, but I actually I, I'm going to miss Alan Hansen. Uh, if you're over, listen, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I just break in there? What you mean ca- you mean Captain Scarlet? <laughs> Captain Scarlet. 
rating you shouldn't be watching matches of pain anyway. Oh, why? No, of course you shouldn't. Well, I mean, I spend most of my time watching um, um, Soccer Saturday, uh, Gillette Soccer Saturday, but um, why shouldn't we watch Match of the Day? Come on, Warwick. That, that's quite a question, Warwick. Come on, then. Because it's like news round. It's like, I'll tell you what, it's the same way as saying, do you watch news round or do you watch, you know, the 10 o'clock news? <laughs> same thing. It's totally crazy. It's it's totally kid friendly, bollocky bullshit. Match of the day. And it has been for years. There's ne- not been anyone worth listening to a match of the day since fucking ninety one or something. There's why watch it every every Saturday night if you go on Twitter you see the same thing. People going, oh fuck, we were lost again. I so wish I so wish we were doing this in a I so wish we were actually doing this in a pub and not on Skype because this has been brilliant. <laughs> Neil, did you enjoy yourself this evening? Yeah, top draw, mate. Great, 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 great. Do it all again. <laughs> Neil, thanks very much for coming on. Uh, no worries, mate. Chris and Warwick, are you prepared? To, uh, are you prepared to come back again? I mean, obviously Chris will, but Warwick won't because he'd never listen to the bloody podcast anyway. So. Sorry, Chris. Chris, can you end this one because I've lost it down here. And it's goodnight from him. Yes, goodnight from me. I'm just going to give it a deathly silence. Oh, OK then. Right, boys, I'm thank you. I'm going to do an impersonation of the Skype goodbye. <laughs> also, to all our one and a half listener, as always, um, thank you very much for listening. Well, yeah, well, well, yeah, I can do that for you, but it's going to be a bit boring because it's just you all the way through. Or on the oh, other hand, sounds brilliant. Sounds perfect. Is that when you're going to wear your latex outfit and just go, "I love me, I love I'm me." Yeah, that's that's when he locks he locks himself in a trunk in his basement. Apparently, but uh, we won't we won't go into that, Neil. Uh, but. Um, In the meantime, uh, can I say thank you very much, uh, our one and a half listener, for uh, for listening. Uh, Very good night to Warwick. Thank you very much for joining us. Good night, everyone. And uh, good night to um, Mr. Christopher Russell Evans. Oh, by the way, your shoe trees has caused quite a bit of a a, a, a contentious uh, in... um, 
why you should have them in your shoes. So I'm in the middle of an argument at the moment, and that's caused by you. Thank you very much for that, sir. You're welcome, you're welcome. I'm just educating the people, really. (laughs) (laughs) I need educating. (laughs) Neil... Never wear short. Never, Neil. Never wear shorts like that again, ever. Don't worry, the photo will be changed. You can have a laugh at something else next time. Don't worry. Wherever you are, as I always say, be safe, be calm, but above all, keep it awesome.